Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Tuesday, April 2nd. Uh, you're like all pumped up now talking about hymnals. I know. It's my favorite project. <laughs> <laughs> I need to like collect all of them so I can have all of these hymnals in different languages. Even but, though I can't, even though can't, I, read I can't read them, but it's just so cool. But then you could, when you meet people who right. speak those languages, you could share them with them. I know. It's just, yeah, it's a great thing. Meeting people. Meeting people. I like meeting, well... Yeah. I'm an introvert, like, but I like meeting people. Do you like my segue there? Yeah, that was great. Uh, Deacon is Heidi Gaiman, <laughs> uh, licensed clinical social worker and uh, the author behind I Love My Shepherd.com, all the, the good posts there and great resources for church workers and uh, ministry families. Heidi, always a joy to talk with you. You get some great topics for us, a uh, good topic for us today. Yeah. Hey, you guys, this is one of the, I think, most important topics that we could share around for worker wellness. I mean, there's like a million of them, right, that we could be talking about, Mm -hmm. but both for people serving in ministry. But, you know, honestly, friendship, which we're talking about, is such a big deal for so many of us. And the loneliness that comes with seeking friends um, and maybe uh, not having what we need, the sight of heaven, you know, um, and just always seeking and seeking and seeking more of that um, relationship uh, perfection that we need in Christ, you know, around Christ. But just, I don't know. I, I see a lot of people that struggle with not finding the friends they need, the um, relationships they need in this life. You mentioned you used a keyword there just a little bit ago that I think we should zero in on um, before we get too far into this. I use the word isolation. Is that something that that you think many church workers uh, face, uh, especially pastors? I, I think I see that among pastors particularly. But uh, what are your thoughts on isolation and uh, church workers facing that? Yeah, I think there's a lot of weird dynamics at play that we don't quite understand yet. Um, But some of them that we do understand is um, where unintentionally, and I think even subconsciously, people see church workers as a little bit holier. (laughs) <laughs> like they're they're just a little bit holier, not like not like Jesus holier, but just a tiny <laughs> bit holier, you know. Um, and that we all know that's not true. Um, but at the same time, and you can cognitively know that's not true, even as like a congregation member or a community member. But um, I think there's still a dynamic of that sometimes that comes out in ways we didn't intend, um, and sometimes ways that we we just are misguided. Um, and so that leads to some isolation. And like you said especially of pastors, because um, unfortunately, they represent Jesus to us. And um, unfortunately, well, (laughs) I mean, I do think to some extent, because I think that's the work of the whole church. Uh I mean, like that, that all of us were intended to be, you know, uh, the hands and feet of Christ in this body on this earth. Um, But we have they've been called. Um, to this special vocation. Um, but at the same time, look, I just said that word, special vocation, as if it's more special than the other vocations. And so there's all this theology behind it, do you see, that we don't quite know what we think about it even. And so um, are pastors a little bit more special? Uh, I, I mean, I don't think we believe that, but at the same time, we do believe that. So it's it's almost like a, a paradox, a duality that we ask them to exist in. And um, it's confusing and hard. And I think we have to kind of root through it 
in order for us to be able to like get past that isolation and to build like rich and meaningful friendships. The other thing that happens in the parish, another dynamic going on, especially is that um, eventually you'll get irritated with your pastor or angry with your pastor or, you know, they'll do something in ministry that you don't like because there's a lot of decisions to be made. There's a lot of uh, spiritual guidance and caregiving to give that maybe uh, the pastors weren't aware that you needed and things like that. And so you can even have a friendship and then there's kind of disruption and friendships that are a little bit different than, um, you know, when you have a disruption of a friendship that is someone that just happens to be your neighbor. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 And I, I think the one of the key contributors to that isolation that, that you were describing there is that I don't necessarily want my pastor to know the real me because... Um, well, in that relationship, we're dealing with, uh, you know, the, the chief thing we deal with is sin and forgiveness in that, in in his vocation. And so um, mm-hmm. sometimes I try to hide that sin because I don't want him to think that I'm that sinful of a person. Which right? is really ironic because that's, I mean. That's what it's all about. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I think so. And it is weird. So in counseling, you know, as a licensed professional therapist, we are taught this idea of dual relationships. Like it's impossible for you to be friends with your client that you're Treating, and that makes sense to us. And so I do think that maybe that exists like in the dynamics of like a pastor and their congregation members, but does it exist with like a pastor's wife mm-hmm. and their congregation members? Does it exist with, um, you know, our elders in the congregation? I mean, okay, so there's a lot of weird dynamics going on. And the other thing is the body of Christ is different than everything else in the world. And so is it, you know, is that dual relationship still going on with the pastor and congregation members? Or is it okay? Is it easier in some ways, even though we haven't figured out how, for pastors to have that kind of dual relationship of both pastor and friend to someone? You know, I should certainly hope so, because of Jesus is the one who designed the body of Christ, not us. But we're, we're figuring it out together. And I think we really need to set up set about the work of figuring it out together because it's it's a it's hard you know and people do need friendships and I think back in the day there actually used to be you know actual like classes in the seminary that told you like don't be friends with your congregation members um and now we know kind of better because people are isolated they are alone and the body of Christ is supposed to be your support um I like to tell people that the body of Christ I know I have a lot of words today but (laughs) that the body of Christ (laughs) is is a family you know, it is friendship, but more than that, it's a family. Um, and so family actually looks a little bit different than friendship. And I think that's one of the dynamics we're dealing with too. There is going to be more more some awkwardness and hardness and, and anger and frustration and forgiveness and sadness and all that in a family because a family is a little bit closer knit, a little bit safer sometimes than friendship. And, and so, you know, we just have to talk about those things. Yeah, you mentioned something about uh, it's not only the church workers, uh, that also spills over to the church worker families and spouses uh, and, and the difficulties that uh, like a pastor's wife can have uh, finding finding friends in a new congregation because there is that, that strange relationship of, well, I'm married to the pastor, but that's not my vocation. My vocation is pastor's wife, but what does that mean? And then how do I find friends and and it's it, it can be very a uh, very strange a uh, space mm-hmm. to be in and oh, and yeah, also I mean, as adults yeah. <laughs> when you move to a new place <laughs> as an adult it is really like nobody tells you this it's really hard to find friends when you move to a new place new congregation new people um at, mm-hmm. how how do you go about being intentional about uh building these friendships 
Right. I mean, I recently was just doing a lot of research on friendship that I'll continue doing, but, you know, I realize that it's a developmental task mm -hmm. to make friends. It's an actual developmental task of not childhood, not adolescence, not teenage years, but of adulthood. Mm -hmm. um, so that means it's going to be a lot of work for us, like you said. And moving around in ministry and stuff just adds to that. More dynamics, more dynamics, you know. And so that coupled with... Um, that weirdness that is always involved when we talk about the vocation of pastor's wife. Like it is, it's the strangest vocation. I don't think we have our heads wrapped around it. And I'm honestly not sure we will this side of heaven because, you know, God doesn't always give us answers and there's no right or wrong in particular, like every situation is different. Um, so we just kind of continue to look to the word and, and pray and ask God, you know, what do you want of me in this situation? And just dear Lord, help me find some friends, mm -hmm. you know, just trusting in the fact that he is faithful and he does answer our prayers. Um, and I have like a blog on I Love My Shepherd that talks about um, Jonathan and his armor bearer. And in, I think it's first Samuel, he, the armor bearer says like, I'm with you heart and soul. And I can't tell you how many women in particular, but I, I do think that men feel this desire to have someone who's with them heart and soul, you know, and that's a good desire. That's a good desire. God puts that in us and he will be faithful to hear us. And I think sometimes his answer is not right now. You know, he, there's a reason for some seasons of loneliness and isolation and he'll work in them. Um, but at the same time, it can be really discouraging. And I think that, you know, that's why we have this conversation and, you know, you guys, we should do another, I think coffee, coffee hour on, you know, how do you go about finding some friends then? Cause it's not just a, a skill. You just know, I mean, I don't really believe in common sense anymore. And I think we just put people <laughs> up to their own devices to go find friends, mm -hmm. but are we ever taught how to make a friend? Nope. I don't think we are, you know, no, what are the, the, key elements we have like two minutes I know but, there's oh. so much more to talk about I think we need a two. We need part two of this next, one I think our next one yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> okay so add to that let's let's just <laughs> add to that um you know complicated even more and uh the older I get the more introverted I tend to be yep uh so let's add that to the mix too <laughs> yeah. and you know that's it's, it's really mm -hmm. stepping outside that comfort zone to to build friends especially mm -hmm. in a new area in a new community or a new congregation that sort of thing and and um you know mm -hmm. testing the waters to see if trust if you can trust someone too mm -hmm. yeah yeah i mean i i kind of wonder if that's why erickson um actually identified that intimacy versus isolation is the task of especially like uh moving into midlife because we are so naturally um our affinity is to move toward isolation you know and that's i mean i think you know, anything God develops, Satan will mess with and work on. And, you know, so of course he's going to have his hand in that and trying to keep us isolated. Um, that said, I think uh, there is some, some skills and some discussion we can have around, you know, what do extroverts kind of need and what do introverts kind of need? And what about those of us who are kind of both? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and, and getting, uh, I think you have to couple friendship and relationships with some self-care and, and boundaries and, and all of that. Um, and so that is like an important, I think, thing to recognize about yourself. Like for you, forget even introverted, extroverted, just what are you looking for in a friend? What are the qualities that you need? What kind of needs do you see that you need them to meet? And what if that is really Jesus's job? 
um, and what is something a person can provide for you and kind of meeting that out is really important because I think so often one of the reasons we isolate is because people are disappointing us and the reality is is you know maybe sometimes we're giving the weight to friendship that should be Jesus our number one friend and it sounds so cheesy to say but I come back to it again and again he is the friend of all friends. Deaconess Heidi Gaiman, licensed clinical social worker, ilovemyshepherd.com, and we'll provide some links as well in the program notes with some more details on uh, friendships and ministry. Thanks so much for being our guest today. Thanks. That does it for the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere.